Yes. Awesome. I'm recording onto my computer right now. Cool. Because what I was worried about is that my computer was going to go to sleep and everything was going to be lost. And I don't want that. <laughs> and let's see. Screen share. Yes. Share sound. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. like I can do it. Cool. Awesome. So glad. Okay. Have fun, you guys. Sorry, I can't stick around. Thanks, yes. Jessica. Thanks, Jessica. All right, just six people. It's going to be tight. And I hope Rachel got her notes out that she took. You got them, Rachel? <laughs> All right. Um, we do some what have you been watching to start out. How's that sound? Sean, you've been watching anything? Um, last night, I stayed up late after watching Death Becomes Her to finish Stranger Things, and I got to the end, and it was like, part two coming July 1st. I didn't realize that it was in two parts, which was disappointing. Stranger Things season four? Mm-hmm. How many episodes were there on part one? Seven. Holy cow. So, Yeah. It was good. I, I'm kind of surprised that that show has stayed as good as it has because I was expecting it to like really drop in quality in the second or third season, but it's still good. How does it compare to the silliness of the third season? Is it more dark and somber? Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot more like Freddy Krueger, like psychological, the monster getting inside your brain kind of stuff and less okay. like slasher horror kind of stuff. So it takes that that turn um interesting i'll have to watch it when rachel goes on vacation when i'm home alone and it's going to be scary (laughs) that's the only way um oh i watched the secret life of walter mitty which maybe i shouldn't have if that's going to be a future movie club pick it might be i guess i'll be extra ready if it happens that's right watch it twice And what else? Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Have you guys seen that yet? Is that at the theater still? Mm-hmm. Did you, so did you go to the theater to watch it? Yeah, I did. Nice. No, that I did not. Good. Yeah. I want to. I probably won't see it at the theater, though. And, oh, I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind for the first time in, like, probably eight or ten years. And it was so good. It holds up. How about you, Paul? What have you been watching? Um, been watching the NBA playoffs <laughs> and watching the Suns not do well and then get out. Um, and I've been watching David Letterman's uh, little interviews, my next guest. And I now know everything about Billie Eilish and Kevin Durant. <laughs> yes. And julia louis dreyfus um that i didn't know before and as far as getting i think that's about it like i i don't think i've seen any other movies except oh yes i did um i watched two guy Ritchie movies where like everybody dies and which is like every guy Ritchie movie i guess (laughs) and where a bunch of people from london say things that are like a modern guy, Richie? Uh, yeah, probably like the last three years or something. Um, oh, is it that one where it has Hugh Grant in it? 
Yeah, there was one, The Gentleman or something Gentleman. like that. Yeah. I watched that one and then I watched with um, Colin uh uh I can't remember his name. What's his Irish guy? Yeah, Farrell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't remember which one's Firth and which one's Farrell. I, uh, <laughs> I might have just said the wrong one. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I watched uh another one. There was a guy Richie movie that um where Jason Statham was in it and it came out in the, like the last year and there's lots of shooting and uh, British swearing and uh, just is what it is. But um, I don't think I've seen anything. And the, oh yes. And then I saw licorice pizza. So when I said, I haven't been watching stuff, I've been watching a ton of stuff. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched these 42 movies in the time <laughs> since last we've met. <laughs> I'm the worst. Okay. I'm done. What do you do during your summers? um that's a great question so um i have i do a respite gig which i think is actually the last time i saw you in person was when i was doing respite do you remember that when there was like a, a yeah. kid who I'd, I'd lost at liberty park i yeah. still do that okay. like i uh, take little guys who have autism like i take them out into the community and our whole um goal is to just not get kicked out of stuff like go to a movie and not get kicked out and go to a um a pool and not get kicked out and like that's if you don't get kicked out it's a success exactly and so (laughs) like we're trying to stay out six hours and we usually don't make it all six hours but that's like what we're trying to do and then so i do that a couple days a week and then three days a week nerdy researcher right now i'm looking at how beauty is portrayed in anthropomorphic characters in um cinderella picture books so yeah that's pretty niche i'd say (laughs) so but but we're kind of like unpacking like what types of messages might be there finding some really interesting stuff about like how a book like cinderella fint or skeleton cinderella like what kinds of messages about beauty are kind of slipping you got like grad students that you're working with yeah yeah fun so it's it's pretty cool and that's what i do all right what about you carrie what kind of horror movies have you been watching because that's all you watch um <laughs> well past few days i've watched a lot of the final destination movies oh nice <laughs> <laughs> with a log nice. going through the windshield yes um I've been listening to a lot of YouTube, crappy YouTube podcast type things like um, My Favorite Murder. That That's not on YouTube, but um, and Psychology in Seattle and Mickey Atkins and Fundy Fridays, just a lot of like. A oh, psychology. I've seen some Fundy Fridays where they do their makeup in the mirror and then talk about weird fundamentalist religion uh-huh. <laughs> yes i love her she's the best. <laughs> um just stuff to have on in the background while i work on things um what other horror movies have i seen oh i just watched choose or die and um ouija origin of evil yeah just <laughs> that's okay <laughs> It's so Helps fun. Helps me fall asleep at night. <laughs> it's so fun. It's soothing. 
All right. So what was our last movie? Breaking Away? I watched. Uh, Yes, I was so sad that I didn't get to participate in that one. Like we had a a pretty gnarly family thing. Um, But I super love Breaking Away so much. And I was so bummed when I didn't get to hear what you guys had to say about that. So I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Back in April, I'm going through my letterbox. I watched the 1944 version of Murder, My Sweet. And that was based off the Raymond Chandler. I said classic black and white, 1944 noir. And I don't, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Then I, I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Turning Red, I said great. Oh, I gave it four and a half stars. Great. I'm not sure what all the hype was about. Fun and horny and angst. Um, Did you say horny or corny? I said horny. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> yeah. There was just a bunch of horny teens. All right, so Blade Runner 2049. Uh, Talk about a movie that gave me dreams. I loved it, and at the same time, it was too much for me. Probably the prettiest movie to look at I've seen. Death Becomes Her. Oh, and then me and Rachel decided, or I decided, I guess, to watch a super cozy movie. And so I picked Just Like Heaven. 2005 and the do you guys know just like heaven it's got um reese and the hulk what's his name john heater and mark ruffalo mark ruffalo john heater it says i wanted a cozy and this movie delivered reese is so charming and mark ruffalo was fine guys it's a really cozy movie if you just want (laughs) some good guys to win at the end yeah good guys (laughs) and then i took all the kids to dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh to the theater and my review was bruce campbell cameo yes so many deaths are we reaching the benedict cumberbatch saturation point maybe fun movie a little slow at some points musical notes battle lots of spinning and then uh Last week, I watched Dude, Where's My Car from the year 2000. And I said, 2000 was a wild time. Jennifer Gardner as the girlfriend, Hal Sparks, Andy Dick. I laughed once and mostly questioned why I liked it when I was a teen. So many homophobic and transphobic jokes. I did push through and watch the whole thing in one sitting. (laughs) That's it. That's what I've been watching. And Anthony says that he watched everything everywhere all at once. And it's a new favorite. That's the segment. Now we're going to welcome everybody to the podcast. It's called the movie club. It's like a book club, but we watch movies every month and everyone rotates on who the choice is. Wait, uh, did, did Rachel watch anything? Did we Rachel you? pretty much watched what i watched i don't think she watched anything by on her own rachel any reviews of the things that we watched um i like reese she's cute we tried to watch the sandra bullock nicole kidman classic oh gosh no magical (laughs) uh, magical, what is it called practical magic 
and we got 20 minutes in and Rachel couldn't handle it anymore. So I'm going to have to finish <laughs> it by myself. <laughs> Anything else, Rachel? Oh, you're on mute. I said that I was about to give a spoiler. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you can't, you can spoil practical magic. Okay. <laughs> the, her husband is just like in the middle of the street, smiling, <laughs> putting his arms out. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous scene. And then he turns around and gets hit by a truck and it's just, oh, it's just so <laughs> stupid. Does it the mean no black level of that? The no, whole there thing was I no gore. Or there's like there's like people just dying being burnt getting hurt and nobody cares and they're mm. just making jokes out of it and it's like is this supposed to be emotional am i supposed to connect to this because this is not connectable it's nicole kidman in classic 90s outfits dancing like a partier i mean they, <clears throat> they were cute but Sandra Bullock's very cute too. Faith Hill singing uh, Kiss Me, right? Was that? No. Was it Faith Hill? Yes. This kiss. No. This kiss. I think it's this kiss. Um, That's no. I don't think it is. (laughs) Anyways, welcome to the podcast, new listeners. Uh, We're all friends from our freshman year of college and Rachel joins us and she's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for telling all of our listeners. That felt so official. Thank you. I I need to have a speech prepared for our intro. I have a, we're not friends with Rachel though. (laughs) I have a, I have a freshman. (laughs) Where was I freshman year? Oh, oh Chad, you were. Did you actually have all of those pictures too? Like, what was that? A. Oh, I have it right here. Did you have the paper that has the word directory or whatever? Yeah, here it is. BYU 47, winter 2002. Do you keep everything or is this just so special to you that you kept it? I didn't. It, this was. <laughs> I knew I had it and I went looking for it yesterday. And I dug around in a bunch of boxes and I found all these other pictures too from freshman year. So that, that was fun. So my question for everybody is, did you scan through everybody and give everybody equal time? Or did you quickly go to your picture and be like, <laughs> oh no, because I feel like that's what, what the normal human thing is to do. But I, but I don't want to judge one way or the other. Depending my on picture that. is so bad. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, like I was, I quickly zoomed to mine and I really never did grow into my nose, but I think at that time it was like even worse. So it was like, I don't know uh, what they did with that camera, but everyone looks like a weird perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, and then do you see this picture at the end that I sent out at, of me? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but see, at least you look like a real person there. I feel like a lot of the photos, the people in the it's, ward they're like we're going to be humanoid but not full-blown human <laughs> like it's oh. like they didn't zoom in they just took the camera way too close in it yeah like, look at that oh paul ricks <laughs> there's paul ricks next, and then right next, next to years. right next to paul there's chad <laughs> i feel like you look like a real person i was just like wow the, the best thing about chad is that me and tyler rasmussen have the exact same pose 
Oh yeah. Kind of <laughs> heads to the little bit to the side, shoulders slumped. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the same haircut too. Yeah, Sean looks great. Let's see where Sean is with his spiky hair. Oh my hair. gosh, it's so bad. I don't know how you look like that because you don't look like that. No, that's not really you. <laughs> that's not you like, at all, Sean. My face looks like all triangular. That's not my face shape. Yep, love it. What was Fred's name in the directory? Fred in quotes. Fred in quotes, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I miss little Jason with his spiky hair. Yeah, Fred Christofferson was Fred in quotes instead of Michael, right? That's funny. Is Fred his middle name? No, it's just a nickname that he chose for himself. Yeah, the the paper kind of got like stuck together on some of these things, so it's not the best quality after 20 years. Was there two war directories? Because that war directory was only from the second semester. Was yeah. there was there a one from the first semester? Mm-hmm. That would have like Jared's roommate. What was his name? Mark. Mark. And then who was Daniel Clark's roommate for a semester? They're both from Alaska, I think. Brett? No, it wasn't, it wasn't a Brett. Yeah, the the Brett, know. the Brett who looked like a small Jim Carrey. Oh Cause no, because well, there were because there were two Bretts. Remember? No, I don't remember a small Jim Carrey. Yeah, I like I like this though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there are probably better descriptions, but that's how I remember. <laughs> I don't know, because you only have the second semester one. I only have a second semester. Yeah, like all, all the guys who left on their missions after first semester. Uh-huh. Jeremy like, Zavrol. Like Jer- Jeremy Zavrol. Big Kurt's not in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's Anthony. Let's pull up Anthony's picture. Freshman year. Freshman. Yeah. How do you like that? Right next to Byron. Do you know that Byron's from Las Vegas? I did not. I learned that yesterday when I was looking at these pictures. <laughs> yeah, like now these locations actually mean stuff since uh-huh. we've been places. <laughs> there are so many people from Oregon. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Did you peruse the directory, Anthony? Uh, just briefly, I, I didn't like upload super like with great resolution online. So. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I'll have the to texts put it... aren't very clear. Chad put it on Facebook too, but you're not on Facebook. So... Oh, what I'll do is I'll put it on a Dropbox and then send out that link. I think I think that picture was before I broke my nose freshman year playing basketball. And the nose I have now is post breaking my nose freshman year playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, that was, what, it was a fun you... find. Justin, Justin, right? The big blonde. Yeah, Justin's on here. He he was playing too, and my my nose just started bleeding like everywhere, and he just like scooped me up and carried me to the men's room like I was a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Paulson, I think his name is. Yeah. 
There he is. Oh, he's a rebel. He's got a dark shirt. <laughs> Wearing a dark shirt on Sunday. Can't believe it. <laughs> what about Dallin? Have you heard from Dallin, Anthony? I've reached out to him and he didn't ever, he doesn't respond. Um, I Google stalked him though, and I'm pretty sure he lives in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Here's one of the Bretts, Paul. Is this the, the Jim Carrey? No. That's the one who would go around naked and then shoot you with cap guns. <laughs> he borrowed my truck one day and took it for the whole day and told me he was just going to take it for like an hour or two. Yeah, everyone borrowed your truck, he, Anthony. But he, he came up. He took it like way longer than like... <laughs> other people always brought it back when they stayed there. <laughs> uh-huh. I think I told this story on my episode of Escape from Q Hall. So sorry for our long-term listeners. But oh yeah, 10 he, years ago. Yeah, he, ca- he came up in the middle of winter. He came up with like, I don't remember, a basket full of snowballs and he was throwing them out of my window and he hit some like one of those tough Polynesian guys from the, what were they on like the third or fourth floor? He yeah. hit one of their girlfriends and he came up like counted which window it came out and he was ready to like destroy me. He thought that I threw a snowball at his girlfriend, but I guess I looked like terrified enough that he believed me when I said it wasn't me. So, <laughs> that's my oh, Brett memory. I I talked about Brett in mine too, <laughs> and he would um, show up naked and tuck a certain part of his body in, and then knock on your door. And then when you open the door, he would shoot you with a cap gun, which like it's it's alarming to see a naked person with a part tucked in. But then that there's this cap gun going like right. At, and like and then he would just laugh at you like you were the stupid one. And I was like, you're naked in the middle of the floor shooting a cap gun. You are the stupid one. Let's move on. And that, that's one of my memories of that guy. There was a, a crass but very descriptive name for like the way that he tucked things in and stuff and yeah yeah it's called a mangina it was Mm -hmm. and then that agglutination of terms it was immediately recognizable and you're like yep that's exactly what that is thank you brett (laughs) (laughs) and then i think he went on a mission or something (laughs) i don't know what he did with his life i don't know (laughs) yeah he dropped off yeah hopefully at some point that (laughs) stops but not necessarily right (laughs) like He's from Los Altos. Where's that? Sounds like a California. Los Altos is near San Jose. Is it? He's a Bay, yeah. Bay Area kid. Yep. Yeah, because Eric's in here. All right. Um, oh, yeah. The next segment is go look at our listeners. Or Oh, yeah. Did anybody check out Chad and Sean Talk Weezer featuring Andrew Spring Seasons? No, you're missing out because there's been 19 plays on that one. The last one was the movie club. The Breaking Away episode had 15 plays. So moving up. Top plays episodes is still. Oh, shoot. Where is it? Is still Chad and Sean talk Weezer with Andrew has 66 plays. So I think that's one more than last month. Pretty good, Sean. Getting that residual ad revenue. (laughs) Yeah. 
Don't worry, because there's a new Weezer episode coming in July for the summer uh, EP. Um, and that ends that ends that segment of <laughs> listeners catch up. If you if anybody leaves a uh, a review on iTunes, I'll read it on this podcast. And. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true thing. I'll sing it. Yeah, Rachel will sing it. Uh, no, no reviews. Sorry, guys. Um, anyways, let's get to this episode. This episode of Movie Club is Death Becomes Her. It is who's got the IMDb page up? Who wants to read some stats of what year came out and who the stars are? And then Rachel's going. No, then we'll watch it trailer and then rachel's going to go through the plots the plot and then we can go around and say our thoughts and notes anybody have imdb up i do it was released in in 1992 directed by robert zemeckis who directed back to the future and forrest gump and castaway and probably some other ones that i'm forgetting starring meryl streep bruce willis and goldie hahn and it won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. So those are the highlights. Um, I think it's a well-deserved Academy Award for... Do you guys want to watch the t- 2 minute and 11 trailer or the 2 minute 19 trailer? I'm or, sure it was a- or the 2 minute 6 trailer? We'll do the 2 minute 6 because it's HD and it comes from blazing trailers instead of shout factory. Sound good. I'm going to share the screen. Where are you guys at? Oops. Okay. This is complicated. Everyone share, share sound screen, share. Can everyone see my screen? Full yes. yes. Play. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart? Some people will go to any length to stay young forever. Is that someone? It's Madeline Ashton. She was a big star in the 60s. I thought she was dead. Oh, madam, you look younger every day. Thank you, Rose. But Madeline Ashton and her old friend, Helen Sharp. I've lost men to her before. Mad Are about to go (laughs) too far. A touch of magic. Drink that potion and you'll never grow even one day older. Bottoms up. No warning. Now a warning? more they think i'm dead you are but you're not are you telling me it doesn't hurt when i do this it doesn't hurt she's dead she's dead ernest now he's dead he's dead ernest is dead everybody's dead you 
pushed me down the stairs. I'm so sweaty. I don't think it's sweat, honey. I think you're defrosting. Universal Pictures presents Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, it's a miracle, and Goldie Hawn. Look at me, I'm soaking wet. Death becomes her. I just have to make a telephone call. Wow. How'd you guys like that? Uh, the special effects were amazing. Definitely Academy Award worthy. What's going on with this window? Oh, that lightning. Word. All of those scenes actually in the movie? No, I don't remember a lot of those. I don't remember like the that, freezer or dragging up a frozen thawing body. Yeah, or the guy who's dead. Like, who was the guy? Yeah, who, who was the guy dead? at the bar that was dead? Like, there, the, I would say three of the things that we saw there, like, never showed up in the final cut of the movie. Yeah, I, I started reading through the IMDb trivia, and like half of the things in the list are like, this character was originally in the movie and got cut, but there's this one little snippet in the trailer or this scene, you know, the ending was originally different and you can see a half a second of it in the trailer. Like it seems like they removed and reworked a whole bunch of stuff, but for uh, some reason okay. kept it all in the trailer. And, uh, <laughs> I, I got bored of reading those things and gave up halfway through. All right, Rachel, let's hear the, the plot summary from your recollection. Um, we watched it like three weeks ago. A lot has yeah, happened. It's been <laughs> um, so it starts out with uh, Meryl Streep as Madeline. But she's an old actress who's like losing her allure. And um, she has a friend, an old best friend, but they like hate each other, Helen. Um, and they meet up and Helen's about to get married to this plastic surgeon and Madeline ends up stealing him. And so Helen goes on like this decade long binge and I don't know how, how long it was. I don't remember. She just becomes like, I guess, stuck in her house, doesn't leave her house. She have a bunch of cats. I can't remember. Cats and, and then... she's like eating Cheetos or something. And she's yeah, got a oh, fat suit on. She was Gross. eating frosting out frosting of the jar. Out of the jar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so she's very, she's gained a lot of weight, has no friends, and she just is full of anger and wants revenge. And at some point, she's like wanting to murder madeline and the police come i don't remember why the police come no the police come they, to take her out of her apartment because she yeah, hasn't they, paid her rent they came to evict her which oh, i guess you get her. arrested for yeah then she goes to the same yeah okay so then madeline like has had a bunch of plastic surgery but she needs more 
and she well she's just searching for more so this person approaches her and says that he has something that he can help her um can you ask your brothers please go ask your brothers okay ask henry sorry so anyways uh <laughs> she ends up getting an elixir that helps her um basically like never need plastic surgery because she gets young again she gets her youth forever and there's nudity i picked another movie with a lot of nudity <laughs> sorry guys and it wasn't full um, frontal male nudity this time though it was just butts it was female nudity this time had to get both of them um and it turns out that her her friend helen becomes like a famous writer and she looked she's lost all her weight she looks very young again and they find out that they both have used the same they're both clients of the same lady that gives the elixir of life and Helen still wants to get revenge so she tries to kill oh she gets Madeline's husband to kill her but because she's taking the elixir, she doesn't actually die. And then her husband has to like doctor her up with spray paint and stuff to make her look better. And so, you're doing a great job. <laughs> sorry. This is so is like good? is this so what good. you want? Yep. This is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then Madeline tries to kill Helen. Because they both have to be together all the time and both be hating each other. What? <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> no, it's <that's> perfect. <laughs> okay, I have a kid in here, so go on. That's, no, that's why. No, now you have to say why you picked it. Oh, I picked it because. I just wanted to watch it again. I used to watch this movie. I watched it a bunch when I was a kid. I was watching it. I'm like, why? Why, did I, why was I like... I thought this movie was so great. I loved it. I was probably, what, 12? Or like 13 or something? Maybe? What year did it come out? 92. And then... 92. So you I probably watched it on VHS or cable or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we only had like, we never had cable, I don't think. So we probably only had like six channels or how, something. How did you watch this movie? I don't know. My dad had, um, we had an antenna. My dad had one of those kits, build your own TV kits. So we had like this big TV inside of a big shelf thing that he actually had for like 30 years. Um. And you would go to the back of the TV and there was just this little board that you like turn a knob and it changes the channel and stuff. <laughs> this is getting into details. <laughs> and I remember watching it on that TV. So I don't know because I know we did not have cable. Okay. So you like it? Like a, did it, a, did it hold up for you? Watched. 
Did I hold up? Yeah, I thought it was great. I liked it. I mean, it's not like a favorite, but I thought it was funny and clever. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Who's in there making noises? Is that Paul? It's Cameron, and I would like to speak to him for a second. So. <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm going to mute myself. Mute it. We'll go around to, um, I don't know, who wants to go first on uh, their thoughts about this movie? Do you guys like Bruce Willis? Goldie Hawn? Her contacts were creepy. Um, they don't make movies like this anymore. <laughs> Any favorite scenes? Oh, did you raise your hand, Carrie? Did you want to go? Yeah, I'll go because I haven't finished it yet. So I'll have the least uh, to say. I accidentally spent the entire day at the pottery studio today. Whoopsies. How far Um, did you get? I think I have about a half an hour left. So I actually stopped right where Rachel stopped the description of the movie, like where Meryl Streep shoots. Goldie Hawn's character and she's in the water and they're talking about what to do next and you know she's about to come out and so I don't I don't know how the movie ends (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot after that yeah I figured (laughs) um like I remember watching like you see Marilyn Monroe and you see Elvis and uh, you see a bunch of other famous dead people oh really yeah who else Um, was on there James Dean was there right yeah and potentially jim morrison i think yeah um, i think so sean did you look that up on your trivia who was all the dead people those were the names that they listed i didn't recognize it as jim morrison but if imdb trivia says so then it must be right (laughs) all right back to you carrie um so yeah so i don't know how it ends i remember watching bits and pieces of it when i was a kid but it seemed like a naughty movie to me and i was very prudish so like i never watched it um and I I don't know I really I I've been enjoying it more than expected I I like how you can tell the actors were having a lot of fun with their roles and hamming it up and just like the scene where Bruce Willis is choking Meryl Streep at the top of the stairs and you see him like just a flash of this really weird expression on his face of like what am I doing like it's just um, it's just a lot of fun seeing actors enjoying the role. So I, I actually have been enjoying it more than expected. Like I knew it was going to be a cheesy 90s movie, but um, I think it's a well done cheesy 90s movie. So at least an hour into it, that, those are my thoughts. So. Yeah, what was your favorite scenes? Um, I mean, just like those weird little reaction shots, like the one with Bruce Willis and some of the other ones too, where you just see like all in their faces, the expressions that they make at moments like that, where they're almost like little throwaway things. So I don't know. It seems weird to say my favorite scene is Bruce Willis choking Meryl Streep by the top of the stairs, but it was just such a great expression on his face. And then like, you think that he's going to reach out to save her and then he pushes her down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, was... The idea that she can balance like at that angle, uh-huh, that angle. At the top of the stairs with her heels that long. Like, and that wasn't... fall was so gruesome. Like oh, you see yeah. heads turning like that and bodies contorting like that. 
and cracking it, down the stairs. It reminded me of Hot Rod. It took her like 45 seconds to get down that staircase. <laughs> and that scene was so memorable for me too. When I was watching, I was like, I remember every second of the scene. <laughs> and she cracks her neck. The very yeah. final destination-esque. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts about when they're at the hospital? Remember that part? There's like floating nuns down the hall and the doctor like puts his stethoscope up, throws it in the garbage and grabs another stethoscope and like doesn't have a heartbeat. And it ends up that he had a, a heart attack. <laughs> and it shows like, a close-up of his dead face like in in shock or whatever <laughs> i loved it fun scene anything else any other notes carrie that's it <clears throat> rachel did you want to do your notes yeah i can do or did notes. you want to do your notes last what do you want to do oh i can go now or later whatever you want yeah go through your notes Okay. Um, Actually, since you have written notes, we usually have Jason read his written notes at the very last, so you're going to have to go last. Okay. Anthony, Anthony, you're up. Did you watch the movie? I didn't watch it. No, Anthony! But <laughs> wa- watching the trailer, I, I really want to now, so I'll make sure that I do. Okay. I watched, like, the last, I watched the last one that I wasn't here for. So. Oh, okay. Well, what were your thoughts on Breaking Away? Which one was breaking away? It's the road race, the teens, and Indiana. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that one. Oh, what was the one? What was the one before <laughs> that one? The like Ireland one with um, the Quiet Man. Oh, quiet the Quiet Man. Man was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, that was the last one I watched. Oh, any thoughts on John Wayne or Quiet Man? Um, I just thought it was so interesting to have. Uh, a dowry be a symbol of women's empowerment um, <laughs> yeah because usually it's the opposite but i i thought i found it really interesting the way it sort of flipped that where she's like no this this means that i get to like this is what i'm owed and i get to go out on my own i get to live my own life if i have that and and i there. I don't know if it was their first kissing scene, but okay. definitely one of the kissing scenes definitely seemed like assault. <laughs> like <laughs> oh she, yeah, like he grabbed her. Like, no, don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that like after the commute, like the holy water outside? Where? No, that was a different one. There's a kissing scene was... where like they're in the rain and it's like buckets of water being poured yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a sprinkle. Yeah, yeah. It's just like kind of like yeah, hose yeah. them down like thick drops of water and he's got like this see-through white shirt on <laughs> oh that was so weird it was, that was very so weird <laughs> it's especially weird because um my my grandpa who passed when i was very young uh bears somewhat of a resemblance to john wayne um and so it's kind of like I, I don't picture that they like have the same mannerisms or type of speech or anything, but it seems sort of like my grandpa's up there on screen. 
that's funny because I've, I've talked about this before, but I have all these tapes that my grandpa recorded that I've been putting on the computer. And my grandpa has like a really distinct speech pattern that it wasn't until like a couple weeks ago that I realized it's almost like John Wayne. And he went on a mission <laughs> to Ireland. Like a lot of the music that he puts on these tapes in between stuff sounds like the music that was the soundtrack of this movie. So I was trying to figure out like what was the connection in my mind watching this movie that made me think of my grandpa. But yeah, it was he's kind of a little bit John Wayne-y. All right. Well, yeah, you, you should watch it. It's a fun one, Anthony. No, it, <clears throat> yeah. Like I was like, no way that this one best visual effects after Sean read that and then watching the trailer, I was like, no, it definitely did. Oh, it sure did. <laughs> it was really good. And uh who was it? It was um, Bruce Willis was just so sloppy and like sweaty. And he's got big clothes, like uh, suit jackets and a mustache and like um, longer hair, receding hairline. And this was what was this after Die Hard? So he was like a, a comedian or a comic actor on some TV show in the 80s, right? um moonlighting moonlighting Great. that's right and then he was like a action star with die hard and everyone's like how can a comic actor be an action star but he was great in die hard i guess you know what i'm gonna watch die hard rachel we're gonna watch die hard i've never seen it it's kind of like paul when paul mentioned et and the the kissing scene or whatever it was and uh, I'd never seen E.T. apparently. <laughs> so I've, I've seen the first 15 minutes of E.T. probably like 10 times. And I have never seen the whole thing, I guess. Just like Die Hard. I've seen like a little bit a lot of times, but I've never like sat down and watched the whole Die Hard. But yeah, Meryl, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn. They did a great job. And Meryl still acts all the time, and Bruce Willis is retiring from acting, and Goldie Hawn doesn't ever act. Is that right? Goldie doesn't act anymore? Does she? I don't know. She was in, uh, what was it, Trainwreck or like a Amy Schumer movie, at least within the past five or so years. Was she in Trainwreck? I really enjoyed Trainwreck. Might not have been train wreck, but it was like a movie with her right after that one. Okay. I think where they were like kidnapped or I don't know. I didn't watch. I just remember seeing a trailer for it. That first musical number. You're going to have to watch it, Anthony, because that first musical number where it's just Meryl Streep being like a, a Broadway star singing. And, and then all of a sudden it turns into like some type of disco singing and it's just got super cheesy and everyone like was walking out. Oh, it's so good. I loved that musical number so much. It makes me happy just thinking about it and the doctor scene and that weird scene with the lady with like the mesh top and like maybe it's see-through. I'm pretty sure it's a see-through top. And there's there's butts in this movie. Gotta watch it again. <laughs> I I don't have I don't have any standards when it comes to this film. 
It's all good. I, um, I mean, when it's available on video, I'll have us watch everything everywhere all at once, even though it's rated R. Um, but there's a scene where... Well, the only person that objected to rated R movies is Jason, and Jason doesn't come on anymore, and who knows if he ever will. What a punk. There, and, and Jason also was like this close to choosing once for his movie, yeah. which has the F word like 100 times in it. So maybe he's just picky about his R-rated movies. I don't know. <laughs> if, if not for two scenes, I would recommend Everything Everywhere All at Once to my mom. Uh, but there's one scene where a character uses um, very rubbery sex toys, basically as nunchucks. Um, and then there's another scene where an office award looks like a different type of sex toy. And one of the things that they have to do to key into the multiverse is to do something super unusual and so the character so that this office award is on the ground and the and the character like jumps from a desk <laughs> to like land on it oh, um, <laughs> if not for those two scenes i would recommend the movie to my mom because it's <laughs> it's really it's amazing what else have so, you been watching anthony uh, Stranger Things, which, uh, interestingly, I'm I haven't quite finished it. I'm partway through episode seven. Um, Didn't it just come out like that, yesterday or the day before? Last week, I think. Has it? I haven't yeah. up on the trends. Um, but the I don't know if you watched season three, mm -hmm. but Dustin's long distance girlfriend is from Salt Lake City. Yeah, and they sing um, Never Ending Story, and it's the best part of right. season three. In, in episode five or six, uh, some of the characters end up at her house. And I, I think it's one of the better depictions of a Mormon family in popular media, in part because that's like not the emphasis. Like, it's just like, like that's not, like so often like under the banner of heaven that just came out or whatever else, it's like that's the only thing that it's trying to communicate is like mormon 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 and that's just like one detail about this group of people um but uh yeah i mean those are the things that have stayed with me i've been watching made for love on hbo um that's quite good i would recommend it r-rated if i mean it's a tv show but it would get an r rating I've been watching the NBA finals with Paul. Uh, sometimes, not with Paul, but <laughs> I, I, I saw Paul uh, a week or two ago and hung out. Long. What? Cool. We see each other. Paul and I are friends and we see each other. <laughs> <laughs> you have like real life friends and not just like <laughs> internet friends that you talk to once a month? One yeah. drink, two straws. You betcha. <laughs> If you lived closer than Las Vegas, Chad, we would be more than internet friends. <laughs> yes. But even then, I, I want I want to come visit you, but not in the middle of the summer. Oh, no. That wouldn't be so good. But, I mean, it's fun still. It's not too hot. We, we, we had talked about when the, when the 
earliest it is good for swimming when's it like when's the end good for swimming september once it gets october it the pool's getting really cold and it gets dark pretty soon okay so september is still like full-on summer it'll still be like 95 degrees every day till the end of september well i want 80 degrees swimming not 95 degrees swimming oh yeah come in uh ua weekend in october that's good paul (laughs) when do you have when when do you have off from byu in the fall BYU doesn't give them fall off. Yeah. It's just straight through. I can only swim in 107 degrees, apparently, (laughs) because I have essentially until September. So Uh sorry about that, guys. (laughs) That's fun. But I have until September, which is pretty cool. Yeah. When does school start again? September something. Maybe the first week in September. I don't know. My kids' school starts on August 8th. Can you believe that? They only get one week of August as summer. One, two, three, four weeks of August in school. They're going to be so much smarter with those four weeks. Yeah. Those four four weeks are going to make all the difference. And Henry's (laughs) going to start high school ninth grade <laughs> um anything else You've anthony i know <laughs> uh, i've talked i i've talked for enough especially having not seen the movie that's up for discussion today all right we're going to paul okay so a few of my thoughts um a couple of favorite scenes that so I watched it by myself and I think it's always really interesting. Like what makes me laugh out loud or cry or like whatever openly emote when I watch a movie by myself, you know, cause you're not like paying attention to anybody else's response. Like it's just whatever happened. But when Willie Han got blasted by a shotgun slash bazooka and flew like 30 feet and like, like I, I was in my office at school and just like burst out laughing. Like I know it was a scene of violence, women on women violence, but it was like so funny to me. And just, just like, I don't know what, and and then the whole inside, like this thing is massive. Like anyways. Okay. So that was one. I also really like, and then she sat down on the pitchfork and the pitchfork went perfectly through the hole. Yeah. Like right through the, (laughs) Oh, that was great. Okay. So, or um, the spear, whatever it was. Yeah. I, the, yeah, exactly. The little shovel. Right. And then, um, I really, really liked Goldie Hawn explaining how to do the killing and then like all the voiceover and the fast cuts and everything else, like, uh-huh. especially, especially when they're in the morgue and like this whole body is just charred beyond all recognizability, but it's like, this you know like this pompeii hand is holding on to like the alcohol bottle or whatever and they're like oh she was above the limit you know and they all just like oh that part made me laugh out loud also um <laughs> i noticed that the mom from that 70s show was in the 
one flew over the cuckoo's nest scene you know uh-huh. like she was she, she was like sitting right next to to goldie hahn is like that's the mom for that same show <laughs> uh, and i really thought i don't know how much zemeckis was trying to have a deep message but it, it felt a lot like hudsucker proxy to me with a lot of like just over the top either you're going to be all in on this movie or not but consider what might be unsettling for you that you have a couple of women who are 50 years old who are all talking about nipping and tucking when was the last time you saw a movie starring two women that were 50 years old and yet they're riffing on it i thought probably one of the messages was about mirrors like there's so many scenes where mirrors either we're seeing only through part of them or kind of like they're moving and shifting what we see so I thought that was really, I, I like Robert Zemeckis. I think he always plays around with cinematography, like in contact. There's one of my favorite scenes ever when the person is running up the stairs when her dad's having an episode. And then- A lot um, of visual humor in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought it was cool to see Bruce Willis playing against type with a disgust dash and thinning hair when he was this action star who was this comic actor- and I don't know. Um, yeah, it was. It, and then the violence was just like so violent, like Hot Rod-esque. Like you hit every single one of these stairs and you hear the crunching of the bones. And then, um, but then even that was really interesting that we don't see women um, being violent against women. And if so, why? Like usually it was, whether they're young or not, it's like mean girls, like the cattiness of that. And and that's what we typically see on screen instead of it's like this overt over the top violence. Um, and even just, I don't know, I, I'm not getting anywhere. I feel like this is what I always do when it gets to my turn on the on the movie discussions like i'm i'm super enjoyed listening to what everybody else has to say and then as soon as i get a chance i'm like here's a thing that doesn't make sense and this 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 and now i'm done so true to form that's what i did again and i'm so sorry but um i thought the mirrors were really interesting i thought the immortal woman from blue velvet was really interesting to have her because she's in this really really harsh scene in blue velvet where her clothes are also not on but in that one it was like this voyeuristic like oh i feel super uncomfortable with it and then this one it's like her clothes are not on and 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 even when her clothes are not on we're still mostly staring at meryl street because you don't see women who are crying through their makeup or who have just come out of the rain like they wake up after some sort of sexual episode and they still look perfect in the morning. Like their hair is never flat. Nobody has morning breath. And here Meryl Streep has been allowed to just look like what it looks like when your mascara is running all over. And I thought even that might've been a little bit of a, a silent commentary. Like, see, this is a thing you're not used to seeing. A person who isn't 30, a person whose makeup isn't perfect, a person, and, um, and then the way that they would stare at themselves in the mirror, like, oh, now my body is tight the way it's supposed to be instead of um, the way that it actually was, which seems to be 
the way it's supposed to be. And whether that's kind of like too on the nose at the end with Bruce Willis's um, uh, funeral, you know, where it that says- funeral. That like, funeral was something else. Yeah, like this is what you're supposed to feel. This uh-huh. is what you're supposed to know. This, and then the two ladies like kind of heckling in the back. But um, yeah, just and I. But I did wonder the one immortal lady who keeps giving the elixir to everybody, mm-hmm. like how her skin maintains. Like I, I don't know if I'm taking that too. How come she doesn't have to paint things? I don't know, Sean. Because she didn't die. Yeah, she didn't die. That one took me a little while. It's like, how is is there this room of all these dead people? And these are the only two women dealing with that. And it's, yeah, because they're the only ones that have died. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that until literally just this second. Like, I couldn't figure out how come everybody else wasn't falling apart. Okay. Yeah, I think she just stays in that mansion and doesn't go anywhere. And she warns them to be really careful because if they die they're still going to live forever and their bodies are just going to fall apart. Well, and so, and so here's my, my weird text to self connection or whatever, where um, it's super cool to have a fantasy or a parody or these farces like that allow us to think about something that happens in our real life in a way that we never could before that death could actually be this huge gift that motating towards the more wrinklier, saggier, even, senescent version of ourselves like is actually this gift that you're not young forever that thing that supposedly everybody seeks but like that's that's not the goal and the fact that it's this fantasy allows us to tap into that um and uh one of the reasons why i was gone recently from one of our uh, movie nights was because we had a, a death in the family and it was weird to have this just in your face 90 minute comedy watching bodies be mangled and all that stuff but then also being like oh yeah people really do die like that is a a huge part of our life and sometimes people die in really hilarious ways like having sex and then you just have like this face like this and like bruce willis has to figure out like what he's going to do to that guy to make him have some sort of open casket funeral no because he's like so excited and yet he had a heart attack so um That's I, right. I forgot about that guy so many lo- weird so many weird no scenes. there were lots of yeah there were lots of weird scenes and i and i and i wondered about like the director if he was just like well i've already made movie a and b i think i'm just gonna go you know see what i can get away with now and i thought it was like a bold thing to try to to keep on doing things that that caught me off guard i think it was it felt kind of tim burtony where either you're all in or you're not um and i guess cult classic has that kind of divisiveness right where either people love it or hate it but i hadn't seen it since i was seven or or something like that and it was and i didn't remember any of the bums um and i wasn't bothered by them either I was just like, oh yeah, that's not what my bum looks like because my, if my bum were on camera, it, it would also be this thing that um, somebody would critique and be like, that's not the kind of bum we see on on screen. Like we don't see bums that look like squirrels, you know? And so that was, those are some <laughs> of my mind boggling thoughts, guys. <laughs> All right, Sean, you're up. <laughs> okay. Um... I don't know if I have a whole lot of stuff to say. I hadn't seen this before. This was my first time. Um, 
the visual effects it's kind of this weird like situation where they're like the best of that time period and they just look so uniquely from that time period like I don't know if you made bad visual effects right now they would look bad but they wouldn't look like this which isn't to say that these ones are bad it's just I don't know it, it feels very very tied to 1992 um, which was kind of fun it, it helped me kind of get lost in it a little bit more and feel nostalgic for it even though it wasn't something that I'd seen before so I like that. And, and some of the things that, um, like the, those visual effects would pull me out of the movie a little bit and I'm noticing the effects instead of what's going on. And then there would be something that would surprise me like when she sits down and the shovel goes through or things like that that kind of pulled me back in. Um, so I, I really like that. I, there were some, some things like that that surprised me. Um, Meryl Streep is one of those actresses that like I always feel like I don't get why she's the best actress in the world and then I see her in something I'm like oh yeah that's why like I go into these movies not expecting to like really be impressed but like even in kind of this goofy role like this she just had some moments where like she really I don't know she really impressed me with her acting what about Goldie I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't seen a lot of the movies that she's like known for, but I can't think of anything I've seen her in where I really liked her. I was trying to think about the modern day equivalent of a Goldie Hawn. And I'm the closest I think is Emma Stone. She kind of looks like Emma Stone and Emma Stone isn't that great, but she's good. I don't know. Is there in a modern day equivalent to Goldie Hawn today? I don't know. Nobody really looks like Goldie Hawn. She's very like, and nobody Her looks like Meryl, Meryl Streep either. Oh yeah, that's true. But she, there's different personalities though. Maybe. Who, who's Goldie Hawn's daughter? Is there a connection? Kate Hudson. Oh, Kate, okay, because I thought that watching this movie, I thought, oh, she kind of looks like Kate Hudson without realizing that they were related. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, Meryl Streep's interesting because she's got a unique look too. Mm -hmm. They're not like classic beauties. Have you seen Overboard, Sean? I saw that a long time ago. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. That's another one that we watched a bunch of times growing up. I hate it. <laughs> Chad hates it. I hate it so much because those kids are the worst. They're annoying. And they just treat her so bad. Yeah. And property gets damaged. Oh, yeah, maybe I can't watch it. <laughs> that's my number one thing that I, that's like a horror film to me, like watching um, all, what is it? All, like Cheaper by the Dozen or Your Mind by the or, dozen. Ours, like anything like chandeliers falling, paint on floors, um, like just walls getting destroyed uh, or whatever being destroyed floods yes, unnecessary destruction yes, no we are not watching that's a horror movie anthony <laughs> we're not watching yes day what, what movie yes day where the parents oh, have to say okay, yes no. nope the only like complaint i have about paddington is when the bath gets flooded and all the water comes down the stairs <sighs> My only complaint about Paddington is I feel like it should be the worst movie ever, but it's so good. And then Paddington 2, 
Like, how is the sequel to Paddington the one of the best movies I've ever seen? Paddington 2 is really right. good. They're an incredible film. Like, uh-huh. like you, it's you not fair. Why is that not fair? <laughs> if, they took, if they took the bath water and the flooding scene out of Paddington, it would be a perfect movie. <laughs> it's just like, why does Paddington get to be so good, but like Alvin and the Chipmunks is the worst movie ever? And Paddington's voice is Bright Star. Oh, there's another movie I saw that made me laugh out loud. I watched it with kids. It's a Chipmunks one. It is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Is that the theater? No, I think it came. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus? But it's Andy Samberg and John Mulaney as Chippendale. And it's kind of the Lonely Island Boys as, Uh I think, one of the the directors or whatever. And so, okay. Yeah, um, that's another movie I saw that didn't have any Guy Ritchie killings in it, but it was really fun. It's is very it... meta, like in, yeah, like cartoon characters live in the real world, like alongside real life people. And yeah, I wasn't gonna watch it, but now maybe I'll make my kids watch it. Just watch the first ten minutes, and then you can decide whether you want to continue. Because I feel like uh, those would be make or break minutes for you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sean, keep on going. Sorry. Um, that just reminded me of the other Robert Zemeckis movie that I forgot to mention. Is he did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is like the first big cartoon characters alongside live actors. Oh, um, while we're on fun. your... Uh, who's next? Featured in the in in the, the Chippendale movie. <laughs> like, it makes okay. Oh, really? Roger Rabbit? <laughs> so who's June? Well, we'll give him a couple of minutes to stew on um, it. So next in line is Jason, who's not here. And after him is William, who I think only shows up when Jason is here. And then it's me. So unless we try to get one of those guys to sign up through text or something, I'm next in line. Um, well, let's just do you next month. And then we'll, if Jason doesn't come in June, we'll force him through text to pick a movie and do July. Okay. How's that sound, everyone? So, yeah, think about it, Sean. Anyways, keep on going on your notes. Yeah, the only other thing that I was going to say, and we've already kind of talked about, is Bruce Willis. Um, I mean, I, I think that he's always, um, like, typecast as an action hero, or at least that's how people think of him. And maybe his most famous roles are like that. Looking through his IMDb, he also has a lot of movies that I haven't seen. But like my favorite things that he's in are where he's not playing that action hero, like um, Sixth Sense and Moonrise Kingdom. And there were a couple others that I didn't think of. But I feel like he has a lot more range than um, he often gets credit for. And it's kind of a shame that he's his career is ending the way that it is with just so many action movies where I guess they're horrible and he just makes a brief appearance and gets his his money. But um, and then he's retiring because of his his health. Um, but what about Fifth I mean, Element. Fifth, yeah, that's another one. Um, Corbin Dallas. <laughs> what? Corbin Dallas. That's the Fifth Element character. Oh, right. That's. Bruce or Bruce Willis is Corbin Dallas in Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say. Um, uh, one of the other movies that he was in recently that was kind of fun, but the book is way more funny is Motherless Brooklyn. I think maybe I recommended that to you, Chad. A book? It's, yeah, what? Motherless Brooklyn. It's a like detective a noir kind of book, but the detective has yeah, Tourette's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was really fun. So he was in that movie. The movie was good, but the book was the book was better. So he was uh in a Kurt Vonnegut movie. Mm-hmm. Breakfast of Champions. Breakfast of Champions. It. It's not good. <laughs> no, don't watch it. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> But he's the uh, he's the one that goes crazy and owns the uh, what's it called the car dealership. The car dealership. Mm-hmm. I I have heard the Breakfast of Champions. There's an audio book read by John Malkovich, and that mm-hmm. one has all the drawings in the book. So he'll pause in the book and say, "And now there's a drawing of such yeah, and yeah, such. yeah. He like describes it in detail. So the next time I do that book, I want to listen to that version of it. Is that you all your notes? Twelve oh, monkeys. Yeah. Oh, Oh yeah, Twelve that, Monkeys is great with Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this is like going back to a previous tangent, but um, everything, everywhere, all all the time was directed by these two guys. They call themselves Daniels, and their previous movie was Swiss Army Man. Has anybody seen that? It's like the best movie ever. <laughs> it's yeah, it's Daniel. Um, why did I just forget his last name? Harry Potter. Daniel Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays his own corpse and it's just it's great like a five minute farting scene Uh (laughs) (laughs) and I think I think they directed the turn down for what video as well and it's it's the greatest five minutes (laughs) like oh sorry yeah Swiss Army Man is like all about farts and erections but it's like beautiful and touching somehow and I don't know yeah. how they do it. <laughs> so so take take like that, take what you're describing, and then amp everything up times a thousand. And that's what everything everywhere all at once is. Um I, I, maybe leaning even more into the into the depth and the emotion. Um more than the humor, though that it's got the humor a lot. Um Kihi Kwan. Uh, who plays the husband in it he he was he was a child actor in the 80s he was in the second indiana jones movie and he was in the goonies um and then he couldn't get any parts after that and so he quit acting for like three decades um and then he's in this movie and i think he should pretty easily win best supporting actor he was Um, really good yeah Love it. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me what you th- did. You like Walter Mitty? I did, but I would have some notes about it if we talked about it. In the movie <laughs> <club>. <laughs> there, there were a couple of movies that came out in that same kind of time frame. The other one that I really remember is Dan in Real Life, where I feel like they were like hitting a lot of these points, these things that I really liked movies at the time but it almost felt a little bit forced so even though i i liked it overall and i liked most things about it there were just a couple moments where it feels like it felt a little um i don't know disingenuous like they were trying to copy movies that came before it and like hit these same like emotions and i don't know 
it, some, some parts of it felt that way and pulled me out of the movie. But overall, I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. The good is a fun. I mean, we it's beautiful, the Iceland especially and longboarding, and at the very end, he's doing skateboard tricks, and I loved it. <laughs> My favorite part was his fantasy, his Benjamin Button fantasy. It's like I'm turning into a small old man. I don't know. I didn't see the movie. I'm not really sure how it works, and it goes into like a three minute fantasy of him. <laughs> imagining how benjamin button should have played out (laughs) (laughs) yep love it all right so my notes and then rachel this movie was great i think i saw some parts as a kid i thought it was so great to start out with that musical number it was so like uh that the cats and the fat suit and the frosting and then straight to like the insane asylum was so weird. Like, I I don't think it, like, it was just like the camera was right on our gut up to a double chin up to eating the frosting with like a bunch of like dandery cats walking around. I don't know. It was very visceral looking a lot of visual, like the visual humor was just like zoom ins to these like, weird poses, fun camera movements, uh, just sweaty Bruce Willis. I like how they were fighting over Bruce Willis, but they didn't like Bruce Willis. They were just like fighting with each other the whole time. It was just one-upmanship on these frenemies. And then they deserved each other and they were together forever. Um, And they became better friends after they realized that they're just like fighting with each other. It's like, yeah, I just wanted to beat you and, or you're always better than me. And then the other person's like, no, you're better than me. And then they're like (laughs) killing each other. That was after they killed each other. And then they became friends. So fun. Fabio was in it. You can't beat that. So you should watch it, Anthony. Would I watch it again? Mm, probably not. There's too many other things to watch. Maybe I'd watch scenes of it. I don't think I'd sit down and watch it again. Maybe in five years or 10 years, I could come back to it. But it's not like Thor Ragnarok where I could watch it every year. Are you going to be in Utah for us to watch the next Thor together? Yeah. Oh, when's it coming out? I don't know. I watched the trailer a couple times. I'll I'll look it up right now. Yeah. No, I'll watch Love and Thunder in the theater. I mean, it's got Natalie Portman in it. It's going to be great. July 8th release date. Mm, No. I'm coming to Utah on the 1st. And leaving to go camping on the 6th. And then I'm camping. What are we camping? Friday and Saturday, the 8th and 9th, Rachel? We're camping Wednesday through finishing up Sunday. Holy cow. We're camping Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, so much camping. Okay. Where are you camping? Capitol Reef on Wednesday and Thursday and Bryce on 
Friday and Saturday. That oh, sounds so hot. Capital Reef. No, I didn't. I wasn't able to make the plans in time to get the really nice campground. It's like in an orchard and it's really pretty. We but, might just uh, have to get a hotel. I love that. No, there's a campground that has like this really beautiful waterfall and river going through it. Yeah, little... but it's it's July 8th. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, I love this movie. Thanks for picking it, Rachel. Rachel, you go through your notes. All right. Actually, now that I'm hearing everything that you guys are saying about it, I wish I wanted to watch it again. Because then I'd have like more of a, a background of like all the things that Paul was saying. And Paul and Anthony, I feel like, are the real deep feelers that you guys like are a little more deep than me. <laughs> so, plus the one drink, two straws. <laughs> one drink, two straws. How many, oh, how many oh, times did I cry oh, when we got together? Uh, it was only like seven times we only hung out for like an hour and a half so it was pretty good you guys are having hearts to hearts oh man every time yeah although it's it's open invite guys anybody come on come on oh what we learned from the last weezer season spring weezer review with andrew is andrew lives in the bay area and me and Sean and Andrew are going to do a backpacking trip through the Santa Cruz mountains <laughs> at some point. Good job. And we, we learned that Andrew lives like right next door to Rachel's what relative. That's where the oh. grandparents lived. But, oh, yeah. That's right. Rachel's aunt lives there now. In Concord? Mm-hmm. Okay, My sorry. Oh, yeah. And that's Go where con- Anthony lived too, at his grandparents' house, right? Or parents? Uh, at Jan- Jana's parents' house. Jana's parents' house lived in Concord, and Anthony lived there. How long did you live there? For a year? Three years. Three years. Nice. What street? I bet. Uh, what? It was a little street. Jana, what was the big street next to where you grew up? What was the biggest street? But movie club. Movie club. What? I don't understand. They're asking about Concord, and what was the big street by your house? Boulevard or Farm Bureau? Farm Bureau, maybe, or Concord Boulevard. Concord Boulevard. Concord Boulevard, and Clayton Road. Yep. Yeah. Mm Mhm. We can put off your notes indefinitely if you want us to. <laughs> okay, notes. Um, okay. Oh, I like that their names are shortened to Mad and Hell. Thought that was really cute and clever. Um, uh, when people were walking out on that musical in the beginning, I was like, don't walk out on Meryl Streep. What are you doing? Like, you cannot walk out on Meryl Streep. Um, she's amazing. One of my favorite actresses. And I might probably just only pick her movies. River Wild is one I want to watch again. Um, With Kevin Bacon. That's a good one. 
Yes, love him too. Uh, it felt like I, okay, here's something I wrote down. Lusty Lawrence Welk. That is what that, that opening scene felt like. Oh, got it. That's what it felt like. Okay. And then when it goes to Bruce Willis, I'm like, is that Michael McKean in Clue? Like, it does not look like Bruce Willis. The whole movie, I don't even recognize him at all. Um, that neck-breaking scene, I vividly remember. I, honestly, it is so bizarre, but that was my favorite scene. That is my, it's just so, I, who said it? Like, you never see that kind of thing. And it's not like, is is it glorifying it? It's not, it's just making light of these things that I don't even know. I don't know how they did it, but that scene was amazing. The whole thing down the stairs from the beginning. Um, and then when she's in the background and he, Bruce Willis is calling Helen and he's like, I did it. I did it. I didn't, didn't realize I was going to be able to do it, but I did it. And she's like, don't call me you idiot but Meryl Streep is in the background the whole time and then you see her start to move and get up and then just that whole entire scene is really great uh there's a lot of wordplay and uh like death becomes her like the word becomes has a double meaning um Shadow play, like from Rachel. Get those kids out of that room. What am I supposed to do? Paul came up here with a whip, Chad. I just pull up a whip. Like this is a real legit whip. Yeah, it was in the same box as the um, board directory, and he opened it up. He's like, "What's this?" I'm like, "It's a whip." <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> That is not something I expected to see my three-year-old doing. <laughs> um, there were a lot of scenes like Hitchcock movies. I like that. I laughed more at the movie because of the fact that I watched it and it was a family favorite. <laughs> Just thinking like, wow, <laughs> we watched this as a family and I loved it. Mom. Um, I don't know if anybody likes Kevin James Thornton on the, he's mostly on Instagram or I don't have TikTok, but I think that's where he posts most of his stuff. Anyway, he has this, this little segment that he does. It's, it was the nineties. And he's always talking about these weird things that he was able to do in the nineties. So that reminded me of that. Um, Goldie Hawn, does she normally have red hair? Were her eyes contacts? Were they fake? Oh, those dead eyes were creepy. I didn't recognize her very well either. And I guess it's because I'm used to her in... What was that other movie that I mentioned earlier? Where she's uh, blonde. The, the boat one? Almost Overboard. like a little chubby. Overboard? Like, yeah, Overboard. <laughs> I don't know. She's got maybe like a kid face. In real life, but in this movie, she seemed different. Kids are so distracting. <laughs> Child won't leave me alone. 
Why aren't they watching TV? Isn't aren't they playing video games right now? Yeah, Cameron's not allowed to play video games. Oh yeah, he's grounded. That's why he's just bothering you. Okay. Hey Sean, what album is that behind you on the on the music book? That's Weezer. It's Pinkerton. You might think that it's because I've been playing it, but it's because I've been using my keyboard as a table and I needed the space. So the music books moved from the keyboard to the stand. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Rachel, keep on going. That was it. That was the end of my notes. Loved it. Good job, (laughs) Rachel. I'm glad you guys liked it. That was fun. It was a fun one. Yeah. I mean, you look at the history and they're all over the place on this movie club, which is fun. Like, it's not something that I would just go and pick these movies to watch. And I think that's why. uh, Yeah, like Jane Eyre M. I would never pick out M, but I'm glad that I saw it. Lady Hawk. I don't know. I wouldn't pick it out right now. The Quiet Man, Breaking Away, I mean, Breaking Away is good. It's fun. I'm excited to see what Sean's going to pick in June. Is there another segment? Who chose Breaking Away? Carrie. Oh, man, Carrie, that's the best movie. It's so funny when they just go into reverse, like when the other car goes, by. oh, my gosh, it's so good. I love everything about that movie. He like fights with the bowling ball on his hand. <laughs> yeah, in the in the restaurant. Yeah, or the bowling alley. I guess he's just yes. swinging it around. Or when he like when the Dennis Quaid character like he's kind of dumb as a box of rocks, but he's also soulful, and then he just wishes he could still be the quarterback. That that whole movie's great. Oh yeah, and then uh, the dad from is the guy from Strange Brew. Except he's just yes. so so good. That that was, I think, the first thing that I said when it was my turn to talk. About uh, oh, really? <laughs> like, Strange brew guy, dude. That whole movie's so good. I'm so sad that I missed it. Uh, yeah, and Cyril learned how to play the guitar so they could serenade. That cat gets meow. Is <laughs> <laughs> the quote so good? Yep, that was a good one. Good job, Carrie. Oh, I do have a death becomes your question really fast though. Okay. And it has to do with hair. So was Meryl Streep's hair like white or blonde in that movie? And was that a thing too? Like that one is perceived as being young and youthful and one is perceived as being like old and sage. And yet like that her hair color naturally is kind of a both and rather than an either or. And it's like, if it's a 50 year old Meryl Streep, then it's white hair. Or if it's a 30 year old Meryl Streep, it's blonde hair, except for blonde. Her, except her hair was probably the same color at both times in her life. Yeah, that's fun. And then also that I found myself kind of judging the Goldie Hawn being younger character versus the Meryl Streep being younger character because Goldie Hawn looked older when she was supposed to be all back to youthful and i was like oh my gosh like i don't know if they're trying to do some meta commentary about like how i judge actresses or something but this is definitely happening in real time so Mm -hmm. 
I, yeah. I also thought it was kind of funny. It seems like the whole movie is like a commentary on, you know, aging actresses and how they get older and they don't get roles. And they're supposed to be 50. I think they said that, but Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep were 46 and 43. So they still kind of got younger women to play these older roles, which was um, a little ironic, I guess. Yeah, I wondered about that because I was like... I wonder, I thought they were going to go the opposite but, way. But I guess they kind of had to do that to be able to make them look older and younger. They had to get someone that they could kind of push in either direction. So mm. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But that we totally overlooked Bruce Willis's pattern baldness and everything else because we're like, yeah, but you're a guy. So you have a Y chromosome, so we don't care. That, I mean, the men were just like side <laughs> characters. All the females had the power, like the the lady that like called herself God had that, that was she, and like went to the Michelangelo or Leonardo or whatever, the, the uh, paint, the Sistine Chapel painting in their mansion. And then she's like, the, uh, she, what was it said? They said like, uh, they said my God. And then she's like, yes, or something. She answered to it or whatever. I thought that was fun. And her her little henchmen were named Tom, Dick, and Harry, which are like male placeholder names. So like they literally, you know, aren't even significant enough to be real named characters. Yeah, it's great. Good job, Rachel. Yeah, I Our definitely noticed the whole looks of the hair, everybody's contrast of hair with the three main characters. And I think you're definitely right about the director trying to do something there um i liked it when they're in the hospital and then she's like or bruce willis is like where's my wife she's in the morgue she's in the morgue she's gonna hate it <laughs> or something like that <laughs> and then they run, she's gonna be so mad at me <laughs> they pull her out and she's just there in a body bag <laughs> That was fun. Well, and that the morgue is kind of beautiful, right? Like that it's got like all of these interesting angles and you're like, why make a morgue beautiful? Like it, that's right. They're dead. But it's, it's also interesting to me that like we make people kind of like we put them in these quote unquote comfortable positions for their bodies when we bury them. But like we could put them face down in the casket and it would be equally comfortable for that body, right? Like there's nothing in it or whatever. So I respect, respect the dead. Yeah. Or but I think we, just I, to make I the think, living I think, comfortable. I think so too. Like, cause like you could put them in the fetal position. Like most people don't, well, I don't know. Anyways, not Rachel. Rachel sleeps like a mummy with like her, <laughs> straight no, on the, arms straight now. Yeah. Straight up the I arms straight, feet straight. Just like, and then blankets tucked up under, like, so it's literally like a mummy straight. <laughs> I wondered, feel like, I'm already dead when I lie like that. Like, <laughs> I, I can't help but think of like a coffin when I'm in. Right? I'm like sprawled out on my belly with like one hand, like under the pillow. Yeah. And, like, and Rachel's just like a straight line with like five, five blankets. In my casket. <laughs> just tuck those silk sides around me. <laughs> yeah, yep. I think I think you just want to be cremated. Back. Oh, I got a story about a funeral. Who was it? Was it 
Grandpa Brent's funeral where, or Grandma Brent's, I don't know, but like the funeral home had like a nice pillow and like my grandpa was buried or it was like an open casket. And before they closed the casket, the, the uh, funeral director was pulling the pillow out from the casket because my mom asked the funeral owner for that pillow because she didn't want it wasted in the casket. <laughs> Connie. Connie straight up did that. And I, and I think it was cousin Emily uh, was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, my mom, my mom wants a pillow. <laughs> she does not care about the comfort of the dead. <laughs> Like, I'm not, who's going to use that pillow? That's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. So Maybe weird. Did your, did your mom ever use it? Like, I don't know what happened to that pillow. Probably not. We. She's got so many pillows. She doesn't need them. Just let the pillow go. <laughs> well, and yeah, who wants to sleep or rest yep. on the pillow? On a, the on a funeral pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's just shaking his head. Like, no, no, I love it actually because uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was just having this conversation because uh, a little kid, you know, that we were working with in respite, they asked, they're like, because they found out that my, my brother-in-law had passed away and they're like, well, why do they make them look like all comfortable or whatever? And I was like, I, they, we do that for ourselves. Like, that's just the outer shell, you know, like, um, and and they're like yeah like why don't they just <laughs> and so they and so these are all kids who are like on the autism spectrum and so they just like ask you like these really socially like awkward like follow-up questions like yeah why don't they just fold them up like in half and then you can bury more people in the, in the <laughs> like in the cemetery and i'm just like, like you know like driving them around like like but i have the exact same question i just don't feel comfortable asking it you know because i i realize that i'm not supposed to and i'm too old and it like the time has passed but some little seven-year-old is like yeah why don't they just fold them over because that'd be half as much space and then you could bury twice as many people in the cemetery and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. So that's great. Um, Sean, oh, anybody else have any last thoughts before we go to Sean and plan out June? I had one more that I forgot. This movie is 30 years old. So when they went to 37 years in the future, it just felt really weird, like how close to the present that is to me. I don't know. That made me feel really, really old when they went to 37 years in the future and it was. 2029 which doesn't feel that far away uh-huh it sounds yeah. f- very futuristic when you say 2029 though yeah but it doesn't sound like it's 37 years away did you guys see blade runner 2049 heck yes you like it it's amazing it's it was, so good it was amazing it's- it's everything. That movie is three hours of awesome. It was it was pretty striking. Sometimes I just like I mean when I watched it, I had the craziest dreams. So many colors <laughs> and the dust. Um yeah, what is it, Sean? Without okay. any fanfare. No fanfare? No fanfare. 
All right. The movie is Brigsby Bear. Okay. Has anyone seen this? No. Okay. That's. Did you watch it, Carrie? I didn't know that I had made you watch this before. It's so it's thing that I wish Unicorn City would have been. It's a little indie movie, but it's really good. It was all filmed in Utah, and it's stars and maybe was written by and produced by Kyle Mooney. That's in SNL, and it's just way better than it should be. So it just um. Excited. Got put up on Hulu. Okay. And so now, now that it's available, even though like I just watched it, I think I've seen it three times, and I just watched it at Christmas time. So I'm not ready to watch it again, but I'm going to because I want everybody else to watch it. <laughs> nice. You're ready to discuss it, so you got to get your yeah. notebook out. Uh huh. Oh, that's fun. Did you have any other uh, second and third picks? I have my whole list that I put together last time, and the other one that I keep almost choosing is Columbus, which is another movie that nobody saw. So that's the reason that I want to choose it, not because it's the best movie ever, but because I liked it and I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. So <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll keep that one <laughs> on the list for another day. Yeah, that's kind of like um, Francis Ha. Francis Ha is a movie that needs to be discussed afterwards so you can get your tears out. A good um, commentary about the black couch, the black leather couch is so funny. <laughs> um, June, should we do what were what's better, Wednesday or th- or Tuesday? Anthony, you're still good on those days, or do you want to move to a weekend? Tuesday is now slightly better than Wednesday. Um. Rachel, when are you in California? Pretty much all month, right? Because we get back from Hawaii on the 12th. What about the only time I'll be able to do it is the 14th? Okay. I could try on the 28th, but no guarantees because my mom doesn't have good internet. Yeah. How about the 14th in two weeks? Does that work for anybody? Or does we're we're gonna be on an extended road trip through June, so we could we could probably make the 14th work, but I don't know if we'll be like on the road. I think we're planning on being on the road that day, so it might be from a hotel room. Are you camping on and the 21st, Rachel? Where are you going? We're, so my parents moved to Charlottesville, Virginia. I guess it's been a year and a half now, but because of the pandemic, we've just never seen them. So we're going to drive and visit them. And then on the way back, we're going to stop in uh, the Pensacola area where Carrie's parents live and her sister lives there too. So kind of do double duty and then we'll leave them. In the Florida well, I'll, panhandle? I'll leave them. Yep. And I'm going to fly home and I'll be you know, in the here summertime for a while. You guys are not escaping the humidity no on your summertime road trip but but the beach is nice there in florida yeah so uh yeah i don't know we can call the 14th and then if you're unable we can kick it out to the 21st or 28th or it's your month so you decide sean we'll work around you yeah um The 21st is the day that I'm flying back from Florida, but I'll be back in time that I can make it. 
So the 21st is probably a little bit safer, but um, I don't know. Why don't we, let's plan on the 14th and then when it's getting closer, we can commit. Okay. So watch it on the 14th <laughs> on Hulu. If you're, who was it? Carrie watched the first third half of this movie. Has a half an hour left. That's fine. You, you don't have to finish it, but it's a fun ending. I, th I guess they ended it in a really dark way and they had to reshoot the ending to make it a little bit lighter. Mm, I don't think the funeral was in the, the funeral was a reshoot. I wonder what the, did it have in your notes what the original ending was? The, the original ending, I didn't, I don't really remember the details of it, but like, I think Bruce Willis fakes his death and escapes them. So like, they don't know that he's living this fulfilling life with some other woman in Europe or something. And they encounter him late in life. So like that picture they use at his funeral, I know that was like from the aged version of him in like the original funeral that the test audiences hated. So they reshot it. So I don't remember the details, but it's something like that. Fun. All right. Um, any more segments that we missed? Oh yeah. Carrie, I've got something for you. Um, it's a, a book called dealing with dragons mm -hmm. and it's like Patricia. Hold on. Dealing with Patricia dragons. Riley. Patricia Reed. Patricia Reed. Dealing with dragons. And there's four in the series. In the Enchanted Forest Chronicles. And I think uh, your kids would like it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Dealing with dragons. I'll write that down. That's pretty fun. I liked it. And Owen liked it. And it's a fun kids book. Um, that's it. I move that we adjourn this session of the movie club. Uh, all in favor, say aye. 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 The ayes have it. I'll see you guys <laughs> later. Hopefully this thing got recorded. <laughs> all right. Do we need to end?